Hey, welcome one and all to the Trap on the Side One podcast. I'm your host, Gaz Jones. And uh, this week, I'm joined by a really old mate of mine and uh, a legend from the noughties Cambridge music scene, Mr. Darren Michelangelo Smith. And when I first met Darren many years ago, when he just started um, on the solo acoustic path uh, after cutting his chops um, with a great post-hardcore band, uh, Eight Lives Left, uh, the last uh, thing Darren had his name to was incredible... Um, Oh Holy Ghost, who released a fantastic EP a few years back called Truth. Uh, seriously, if, if you any of you people out there love the men's singers as much as I do, then please go and check it out. Um, I'll put a link, Spotify link in the show notes down there somewhere. Uh, it's always a pleasure having a, uh, a good old musical natter with the DMS. So uh, yeah, I'm going to shut up and uh, let you enjoy it. Pull up a chair and uh, make a coffee. Join us and as ever, I'll be back on the other side. Top five side ones, track one. You're listening to the Track One Side One podcast with me, your host, Gaz Jones. The greatest. Each week, a guest picks their five favorite album opening tracks, and we dissect, discuss, and debate each one. So let's put on our classics and have a little chat then, shall we? We're live. You're joining me this week on the podcast. It's been a long time coming. Finally managed to track him down in deepest, darkest Essex. We have Mr. Darren Michelangelo Smith. Good evening, mate. It's lovely to fucking see you again. What's going on, Gaz? Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Okay, yeah, yeah, maybe 20 years, mate. I think it's been a while, mate. This is gonna be, yeah, this is gonna be, yeah, no, thanks, thanks for asking, mate. Appreciate it. My my absolute pleasure. It's, um, yeah, it's been a while, mate. It's gonna be a lovely little uh hang slash catch up, I think. I mean, before we get on to your choices, mate, I mean, how how hard was it getting it down to those, those final five, mate? Uh, to be fair, the first two were pretty. I think I knew that before, like I'd even been asked. Um, but uh, yeah, some yeah, I, I, there was a lot of say, like everyone, I have a massive eclectic musical taste as well. As long as it's got guitars, and I probably like it. But um, <laughs> but uh, there, yeah, there, there was a lot of hardcore bands that. Um, that I've thought about throwing in there, but uh, no, I've, I've, I've whittled it down to, I think I've whittled it down to stuff that really made an impact on me um, from being young to now. So um, yeah, no, it, 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 uh, it was difficult, but uh, uh, it was a good pleasure actually. It was, um, it was nice. It was, uh, it uh, rekindled a lot of, um, going back and just listening to stuff which I don't do at all now so it's good well we'll follow up on that later mate but um let's do it let's go straight in mm. feet first track number one where we going mate right so you might have heard of them they're called the Beatles <laughs> and this is this is the magical mystery tour which was a 1967 release I believe it was mate yeah yeah, yeah. So, um, so the reason, like, like, first of all, probably those everyone's going to turn off now because Beatles aren't cool or whatever. But I don't really care. Like, uh, 
I, I totally get it, especially in sort of the punk world. You, this is it's an eye roller if you mention the Beatles. But um, yeah, for me, it was a, so we were coming back on holiday from somewhere, and the flight got delayed. And this was the days of CD Walkmans or whatever. And to shut me up, Mum just went to a record that the, the uh, CD record shop and just brought two Beatles albums. I think it was Abbey Road, and the other one was Magical Mystery Tour. And I just listened to these things for maybe like four hours, wow. and I just I just became engrossed by the whole thing, and yeah, it's always stuck with me. And then yeah, just uh, I was listening to it the other day in the van, and it's just I think I think if it was just a tiny bit faster, it's basically a punk song. Yeah, it that is. drum that drum beat is it, Ringo's drum beat. It's 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 just it's uh. It's not quite driving. It's not quite, dum, dum, but it's, it's almost there. It's almost and there, yeah. and it's just like the psychedelic nature of it a little bit. Um, yeah, I just I just really like it. I think it's yeah, it's just cracking. And for a, for an opening track, it literally it, it well the the I think the idea when they were recording it was for it to be a concept for the film. And I don't think they, I don't think they really had it all planned out. And I believe McCartney just turned up with this idea of a magical mystery tour and like the bus ride that they went down to Cornwall and all that nonsense. Um, so I think it was a bit uh, uh, not thought out, but it just had this opening, the magical mystery tour, and it literally does introduce the record. So in terms of a, a first song and a first track, I think it's pretty, pretty much up there. It's 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 rollicking. It flies out the gates, and I, I think the Beatles are they were kind of past masters. At like you know, they had a lot of good track one side ones. Be that back in the USSR, you know, come together. I saw a standing there, um, drive my car, hard days night, help. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of their albums, it just tends to kind of fly out the gate. And there's Beatles songs are kind of in, you know ingrained in your DNA, but like. It, it's it's kind of hard saying that like a Beatles song is almost like a forgotten song, but like I, I listened to this in the van today and I've forgotten the bit where it slows down in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It's so fucking good. It's so and then it just yeah. it just gets a bit faster and faster and faster. And you know, it's, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's fucking it's great. It just yeah flies out of the trash. Roll up, roll up from the magical mystery tour. And yeah, it's. Like I say, it's bordering on a punk song, but then I love yeah. that whole kind of the whole like psychedelic y kind of the, the the like wandering piano line that plays over that end bit. It's almost yes. like they take that on from somewhere else, and it but it just works so wonderfully. Yeah, no, that, that's that's the thing. So with Beatles stuff, I think when you when you start really listening to it, you and you pick up the bass line. So the bass line in that at the end of it with the piano part comes in, you can just hear him doing the bass, this this time it's whatever he's doing, it's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. There's a reason why they're as good as they're as big and as historic as they are. And it's because I think they were just geniuses. But um but yeah no it's uh yeah it's just just the dun, 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 just that right of again. Like this is an introduction, man. Yeah, no, it's cracking. And like that album, the whole album is just. Um, I don't. It, I think Sergeant Peppers was before that. It was, yeah. So, I mean, this was originally yeah. released as an EP. It was a double EP, and then it got yeah. made into an album in I don't know the seventies yeah. or whatever. You know, see, see, 
So a long, a long time ago, I was working with this old boy, and he he knew I was into music, and he brought in uh, a bootload of vinyls. And I think I've I bought it for my mum as a little like oh thank you sort of Christmassy thing like just a memory thing. I think she'd forgotten actually even forced me records, but um, I think I've got uh, the the original uh, double thing what you just mentioned. Oh, the double EP. Yeah, I I think so because I've I've tried to find it on eBay and I can't unless I'm typing in the wrong thing. But um, yeah, I couldn't find it. So yeah. When I go on at Christmas, I might dig it out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. yeah. She, she's not listening to it, so. No, exactly right. <laughs> Amazing. What are the characteristics that you think you know make make a great opening track? You know, what turns you on? What do you go for? What floats your boat, mate? I don't know, man. Um, probably should have thought about it before I came, did this podcast. But um, I don't know. I think I think a bit of a. There's, 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 you can do like a build up. So, like, great. There's, so one I was, can I mention ones I was going to choose but didn't choose? Please do, mate. Yeah, honorable mentions. Yeah. So, like, so one I really wanted to throw in there, but then I, I didn't really, I didn't feel it, I didn't feel it was right. But give up the ghost, uh, love America. Oh, yeah. So, the, that beginning, the instrumental, and that is like, ding, ding, ding. I, I don't know why I keep doing the karaoke version, but yeah. just, uh, <laughs> It's to get around the copyright issues. <laughs> I start banging on the table in a minute. Yeah, um, yeah so there's that, and there's the inch, and then it just one, two, three, four, and then so there's that, there's those, there's those ones, but then there's there's just like you say, but um, foot to the floor, just in boom. So I don't know, man. Uh, how many people have picked um, Welcome to the Jungle? <laughs> One that'll be you know Dr. Michael Keegan. He's the only one who's picked it. <laughs> yeah, well that that's 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 the one, right? It's the da 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 da. So, right, track number two, mate. Cool. So uh, it's another band called The Small Faces, and it's Odgan's Nut Gone Flake, and that's a uh, 1968. So yeah, I think they recorded it 67, but it got released in 68, and this this is just so like i love my moddy stuff and i love my soul stuff and steve marriott is in my opinion the best rock and roll sort of soul white boy singer there was mm. and it's just the whole the hammond at the beginning of this is just uh, i think marriott plays it but it's just it's just so so good. It's just proggy and it just yeah. the drums, just just everything, man. And like it when you compare it to the Beatles and the Stones and stuff, it was they're 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 always the band that doesn't really get taken seriously or whatnot. And this album's sort of prime example of that. They, they do the whole like cockney environment joking slang songs, Lazy Sunday I think's on the album. But this is just Brilliant instrumental, just decent man. It's just you just stick it on and just you can you can you can almost like you can almost taste the shitty tobacco and like hash like doobies. You can you can almost you can almost feel like in the room, you know. It's just yeah, it's one of them. I totally forgotten that this album started with an instrumental. 
I haven't listened to Odd Guns, Not Gone Flake, in a long, long time. This is one of those albums that I bought, like, uh, would have been, yeah, like mid-90s again. I love how just, like, kind of R&B meets prog, and when those strings, like, kick in, uh, like, yeah. middle or so, oh, my God, it's just like, it's just like, I don't know. Like it's way. It's, it's just like yeah. the theme tune to the greatest TV show that's never been made. Do you know what I mean? It's like... uh, well, you, you, so when I so I, when I was able, you know, trying to figure out a few things about doing a bit of research, I just found loads of GTA like computer gamers covering this song, and I, I think it had been an advert for a GTA. Uh, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not sure, but like it, it's, it's decent. Like the way they've done it is cool. I think Rockstar pretty cool. I mean, I don't really play games anymore, but like. Yeah, man, it's just Mar- Marriott's just brilliant. Like, there's there's not much. There's there's a couple of like live shows of this, and I think there's one in France. Because that's the thing with the small faces. They, they a lot of these bands that I've picked well, by the Beatles. Well, in a way, the Beatles, but um, they like they burn bright and then they, they they're out, they're gone. Because yeah, yeah. and that's that the small faces is kind of tragic in a way. What sort of happened, and especially at the end of uh, Marriott's life. But yeah, it's just it's just it's just cool as fuck, man. It's just you can just you can just hear them like figuring it out as well, just like yeah. dumb, just the beginning, just the the drums, everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, Kelly Jones, like, like, whilst I don't think he was much cop when he joined the Who, like nah. the Keith Moon died, nah. you know, talk about you know getting the wrong drummer in, you know. I think people that would you know kind of slag off Kelly Jones is like listen to him play the small faces it's unbelievable yeah. the driving beats he does in this it's just it's it's amazing it's kind of rolling yeah. kind of, it's almost like i don't know like proto kind of funk beats and it's, it's yeah. like kind of you know like the, the panning and, and yeah just just kind of noises and stuff it's yeah. wonderful and uh, no, why, really why don't you why don't you think they're ever kind of really kind of taken like seriously was it because the songs like hq park and lazy sunday and it was all a bit you know yeah, so like, so even on this album, there's that um, I think the uh, comedian is um, they got some old school uh, yeah. comedian. He's he, uh, and he, he's he was famous for talking gibberish, and it's 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 so funny. But yeah, I guess there was that. But I think a lot of it was um, so, so like I forget his name, but it was Sharon Osbourne's father was their manager originally. Oh, uh, Don Arden. That's it, and I, I think he just ripped them off, and I think that's they they broke up before they could really like put things together well they, they didn't break they, they broke up because of bloody um humble pie or whatever um yeah yeah what, what's his name am i wrong saying peter frampton uh yeah peter frampton yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah i mean he, he now he just brought him along to a gig it was like he's hand now and they were like no nah, he ain't <laughs> <laughs> and then they break up pretty much swiftly yeah. after but um yeah. but uh yeah, I, I, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they don't get, they don't get held in the same esteem as Kinks, no. um, Beatles or um, Stones. Yeah, no. but um, I love them, man. I think they're, no. I, they're, they're not, they're not brilliant throughout albums, but like when they hit, it's yeah. so good. Like Tin, Tin Soldier, and all, 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 or, all or nothing, mate. For me, that, that, that when it goes to that first chorus. And that little pre-chorus, the ow, ow, the little power chords he does, it's just, yeah. oh, kills me, kills me. It's so, it's so fun learning small, like, 
although I've done it, but like learning to play a small faces song, yeah. it's just the the quick changes when you get them, you're like, oh, and it, it's like him singing is no, it's, it's it's and what's brilliant about this one is is I know it's not it's, this is all about the first track, but what the what it leads on to, which is I think maybe the greatest song, well definitely one of the greatest songs ever, Afterglow. That's yeah, it's just uh it's 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 just brilliant sixties borderline prog psychedelic like just bliss. It's great. And it's instrumental as well, and I think that's pretty strong for an opening. Yeah, man. Where are we going? Yeah. Number three, mate. So this is the specials with the specials, self-titled, and it's Message to Rudy, which are the 1979 release. Mm. However, I must, I've got to admit, and before anyone throws me under the bus, so I, I, was look, I was looking at a deluxe version that got released in 2015, and that had uh, Gangsters as the original song. So I originally was going to go Gangsters, but I think we're going Message to Rudy. That's that's cool, man. I mean, I think originally I mean, Gangsters was was that even on the original album? I think it. I think they did it as like a promo video, like a, oh, okay. yeah. uh, so not quite a single, but yeah. So it got chucked chucked on, but um, but yeah, man. Like the specials, like I I, I love I love Two Tone, I love Scar, and this is uh, I believe Desmond Decker did the original message to Rudy. I might be wrong. Um, uh, it might be, it might have been Prince Buster. No, I think Prince Buster did Gangsters, the original. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a message to Rudy. Um, I believe it's Desmond Decker, and it's obviously their ode to Desmond Decker and the music from Jamaica, the Scar, Jamaica, the Rocksteady. Um, yeah, the specials uh, got to um, do like a homecoming show. I know they've done about fifteen reunions, but. Um, <laughs> yeah. I got to see them in Coventry and that was brilliant. Um, that was one of the best nights gigs I've been to. Um, and yeah, it's just, it, it's just, it is what it is. It's just classic. It's just brilliant. It's British. It's just great. It's, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not 100, but I believe Jerry Dammers only did this record. Yeah, he did. Yeah. 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 He did, yeah, he did the first, yeah, first question. Yeah. And then they, yeah. Have you read um, uh, the bass player's book from the special, Horace? Uh, I forget his name. Um, no, I haven't, no. Yeah, it's, it's great. I believe the guy's died now, um, RIP. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's really good because he got sort of brought in. He wasn't really into it. He wasn't really. He was just a good bass player in Coventry. And uh, they just got him in. And um, yeah, the whole the, the again they burn very bright very quickly and then they disappeared. Um, but yeah, it's the it's just the whole the whole like the whole time like obviously I'm, I weren't born then so I don't really know. So this is just going from what the you know things I've watched and documentaries and books I've read and stuff. But the whole time there's the the sort of racial tensions in the UK like the National Front and stuff like that, and then. I think it's just the punkiest thing, like black kids and white kids coming together 
and then creating creating the, I don't think it's I think the closest thing to it now is probably like garage or grime or and things like that like literally uh, we'll figure it out as we go it used to be guitar guitars and drums and you can play bass and you can be the one who jumps about and is a bit nutty and now it's like they get a, they get a computer and they figure it out on the computer and make beats so yeah um it's yeah it's just it's just it's great man it's just it's just nice it's just good <laughs> i was trying to wrap my brains what what reading i saw the specials at it was um it was 98 yeah they were they were like main supports bad religion um, on the, the warp tour stage in 98 like CIV, Pitch Shifter, Unsane, um, MXPX, uh, yeah, Blink, I think like Blink 182 played. Oh, really? They were fucking awful. I was like, yeah, I, I was I like, ha, nothing will ever happen to that band because they're shit. <laughs> a year later, what's my age again come out? This is why I'm yeah. not an AR man. Because I know yeah. fuck all. <laughs> but um, yeah, they were they were unbelievable. Like late in the day, uh, I think they opened with Gangsters and the place just went off. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Um, and yeah, like like you say, you know the the fire burnt kind of quickly and, and brightly. Yeah. What a fucking what a legacy. Yeah, man. man. And it just was hands down one of the most influential bands, kind of from that from that era, from that period of you know late seventies, early eighties, man. Yeah, just just everything transferred to so many. Yeah, man. But it's, but the way it transferred to so many American bands as well, you know. Oh yeah, no, no doubt. Like, yeah, it was just well, yeah, no doubt. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> good. Hey, it's good. Hey, she does for a living. Yeah. Um, no, it's yeah. They're just there's, there's just there's there's a couple of them, but um. So like yeah, I do collect. I well, I used to collect the two tone stuff. And it's just there's it's cool. Like that was Jerry Diamond's label. That and I mean that's the punkest thing in the world. It's just like self releases, but like on the best scale ever like just like quality just yeah. yeah they just had it all right they just had it all right and it, it was just cool as anything there's a there's a really good uh, uh i guess it's a lp but it's called dance crate and um that's got all of the it's got the band manners selector madness and the, um, the specials on and that's just it's just brilliant man i would have loved to have been at one of these shows you know you can only uh, you can only see it on video and stuff um but yeah but i it yeah so we, like when i was maybe i don't know i guess 17 not quite old enough to be in well legally drinking in pubs but like we sort of discovered these these bands and like and this is going to be another cambridge eye roller but like big 10 like we we didn't we didn't really know enough and then we saw this this these these guys doing these covers this covers band and they were very they were decent man regardless of what everyone says they were decent and it was just it was the my fun thing in the world because you couldn't do the specials because they, they no. well you could probably see Neville Staples he was everywhere but like yeah, yeah. It, it was just it was the most fun man and it was just good music like not 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 too, not not too serious not too it was just like honest and like good times and yeah yeah and it's yeah it's just it, it, and yeah the whole british it's like culture as well i guess the the, mer- the, the, the merchants of cultures and yeah it's punk and scar and yeah yeah love it 
how do you feel about like at the drive-in or refused or like pixies or whoever right reforming like many years after they split rage against the machine stuff like that you know uh, how, how do you feel about these bands that will go like, i don't know i guess these you know these kind of sort of vital kind of really kind of important bands almost mm-hmm. like reforming and going out on that nostalgia circuit um and, and then kind of following on from that the thing I I kind of have an issue with with a lot of these bands that reform, Faith No More is another really good example. Is when they they go right, we're going to do a new album. That's when the alarm bells start ringing for me because I'm like, you can't capture that lightning in a, in a bottle again, 20, 30 years after. Nah. You know what I mean? I've got no issue with like, I don't know these bands touring because a lot of them I never got to see first time rounds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like at the drive-in, like Refused or whoever, you know. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, number one, mortgages need to be paid, Gaz, so. <laughs> yeah, not the truth, because no one fucking buys albums anymore, so. <laughs> no, uh, so that's the, that's the touring, like, yeah. and what is it, what is Springsteen said, you don't get paid, you don't get paid to play, you get paid to travel. That's, yeah. I think that's what he said. <laughs> so, uh, like, yeah. So, but, um, yeah, do you mean, like, in terms of, like, like sort of ruining their legacy a little bit and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, a, a, a little bit, a little bit more so. I think ruining their legacy if they record an album. Like for example, yeah. I don't want Rage Against the Machine to fucking record a new album because it'd be fucking rubbish. No. It'd be awful. Yeah, it'd be awful. Yeah, you know, a bunch of millionaire no. fucking rock stars. Nah, I'm no interest in that. Nah, uh, yeah, I get. Yeah, I think. I think. I think with the the specials records they've done, they they they. It, they, I think they're quite clever with the last one as well. So they did like I think it's all covers. It's all protest songs from oh, I think it's like I didn't 90, know. I didn't, I didn't know they'd done yeah, that yeah, that fa- fairly recently within the last I don't know like maybe four months or six months oh, or something. Okay. But um, yeah, it's all it's all like protest songs from like nineteen twenties onwards, and they've I don't know, they've done them in their own their own sticks their own style, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess if they, if because uh, you, you're not you're not a twenty something year old with all that with all the passion and like you don't think like a twenty one a twenty one year old does anymore. You know what I mean? So it's not going to be the same. But I guess you. I, I, I mean, I, I play guitar and playing bands and stuff. But if you must crave it, it must be you must be like unless you're Tom Petty or someone like that. You must, you know, you just crave to be able to try and reproduce that and think you can still do it. You know, I can yeah. still do it. I've, I've still got it. I've still got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you still playing? Do you still pick up the guitar and stuff like that? Doing bits, man. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, life's taken over a little bit. Uh, like, buying my own business and stuff. But I ain't really an excuse because I could still do it. But, like, once the house is all up and running and you know it's all nice, I I, I will definitely uh, s- start something else. I don't know what though. I might try something like do, I used to. I used to love Johnny Cash and sort of country music. And there's a few country acts now that I quite like. And I think I'd like to maybe try and do that kind of a that kind of thing. But I don't know. I'll figure it out. But yeah, I think I, what, I'm, what I used to do. So when I first moved to London, obviously before I used to, I was playing guitar and stuff in bands before that, and had marginal successes. Um, but uh, I used to go to do open mics, and I'd pretend that I'd never done them before. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I 
that's amazing. It, it was like a happy accident. So like I, I, I literally went to one and I hadn't ever done an open mic and I said it, but like, cause I was pretty well rehearsed and a couple of my songs I used to get audience participation and stuff. People clapping along, singing the words back. Cause I've done it a hundred times, you know? And then, yeah, yeah. so, and then like I said, Oh, thank you very much. This was my first open mic. And then a couple of people afterwards were like, you're brilliant. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh no, sorry. I meant like, anyway, it's too late. So yeah, I used to do that. So I might do, might try and find some pubs around here and just uh, play some tunes but yeah like the last band we did was oh holy ghost and that 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 was quite special i think i think if we had met each other three or four years before i think we might have done something quite good but um all a bit uh, it's it's it's, uh it's the same old story in it like um uh, people have got things going on growing up and stuff and uh yeah, no, it would have been cool. Maybe if we met when we were like 19, 20, we might have done something quite special because it was a good, good bunch, good gang, good gang of four. And um, yeah, the songs are good as well, but it's just it's life in it, man. But yeah. It's gone to try it number four, mate. Cool. So this is William Bragg, uh, Life's a Riot with Spy versus Spy, and it's Milkman of Human Kindness. And I don't know what year this was released, but I know it's his first album. Uh, 83 I believe 83 so so this is well it's just it's, it's just beautiful lyrically and everything but um, yeah. the, so so I'd gotten into Rancid and they mentioned uh, Billy Bragg um, a little song is a punk rocker I forget what song it is what the song title is uh, uh, something War's End War's End maybe it is the War's End yeah, but uh, War's End. You know, that's it so we we saw the Brixton for the uh, Indestructible tour whatever the year that was oh, and, 2003 yeah so that was that was I wasn't allowed to wear my DMs to Brixton Academy because my mum had my head kicked in so um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that, so that was cool we saw uh uh, what's the guy from the UK subs? Charlie Hopper, is that his name? Oh, Charlie Harper, yeah. yeah. Charlie Harper, yeah, we saw him. So yeah, it was, it was a cool night anyway. But um, yeah, so I remember, and I remember, in, I don't think, I think I was like, you know, I'm not that cool, but I think Indestructible was the first real ranted record that I got hold of because of my age or whatever. And then I remember hearing this song and I remember him singing about Billy Bragg. And then a little while later, um, we got set this assignment at, so I went to Cambridge Regional College, as I reckon 50% of your uh, podcasts yeah, right. <laughs> people have been. Well, you, well, did you do access to music by any chance? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like everyone else did. Yeah, Matt, Matt, Matty Moon was my, um, what was he, his technician when I was there. Um, yeah, yeah, but um, so yeah, we had this course, we had this specific course where we had to talk about political music and stuff. So and I remember Billy Bragg, blah, 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 and I, I looked into it and went to HMV and got... And I just looked and I got it and I, just, uh, I think it was just luck which one I picked and it was yeah. it was this and I just remember being on a bus the 113 which is now the 13 on the two almost two hour journey to the Avril to Cambridge and I remember just sitting and it was miserable it was like when you, you couldn't see out the window because it was just condensation with all the bodies and all the, the weather on the outside was minging um, definitely not COVID friendly nah um, right fucking hell <laughs> uh, and I just remember playing it and 
I didn't really, I was more into American bands at the time. I obviously knew The Clash and The Six Pistols and stuff, but I didn't really, I never really heard anyone sing how Billy Bragg sings. Like, like he just sung like someone who was down the pub. Yeah. And he's, he's just, it's, it's just like, I, I just remember sitting there and just like going, what the fuck's this? Like, this is, and, it, and he, was, he was so eloquent and poetic with everything. And it was just, and I didn't know you could do that. I, like, and, and just his guitar sound, that, that I, I think, it, is it a Burns guitar? I'm not too sure. The green yeah. guitar. Yeah, it looks like it. It looks like a three quarters kind of burns. Yeah, yeah, and it's got like its own sort of amp of it's got its own amp sort of within it. But I, I don't know. But I remember seeing the one down Denmark Street once. But um, but yeah, it's just and I was just like, well, who is this guy? And like, I might have known New England like subconsciously, but not really. And yeah, just it's just. It's just, it's, it was, it, I just remember sitting there and then I remember, so I was doing acoustic stuff at the time and I probably had this, a bit of a bullshit um, sort of Americanisms in my voice. And I remember I heard this and I, and I was like, this is cool, this is cool as anything. And then the next acoustic gig, I think, I think Danny put me on actually when Danny was promoting bands. And I went back and Richard Brown, the legend, the he came up afterwards and he was like, that's cool. He was like, keep doing that. And I was just singing in my, well, it was Essex, Suffolk, border, bullshit accent. And, uh, yeah, and just, it's, yeah, he's, he's, and he's the man. And, yeah, it's, it's a great album. And it's just such a nice song, man. It's just lovely. It's, I didn't know you could do these things with words. It was just, it was great. Yeah. It was that perfect melding of, like, yeah, Woody Guthrie and, Joe Strummer. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember what, I, I think the first song I would have heard by him was, I think it was Levi Stubbs' Tears. Yeah. Um, and yeah, oh, talk, oh. talking to the tax man about poetry, that album, I think that was, I remember hearing that and uh, I, mean, I, I love the, the story, like, I think it's the, the famous kind of Billy Brad, John Peel Curry story is associated to this song, I'm sure it is. Oh, really? Like, yeah, you know, Billy Braggles, he sent, like, his, you know, his, his music to John Peel, and John Peel yeah, said yeah, on there, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm starving. If anyone, you know, I, I'd murder her like a mushroom biryani. So, like, you know, <laughs> I personally brought one into, like, when you, you know, the good old days, we go just walk into the BBC. And it's going, yeah. to John Peel, please, yeah. I, I adore him. Um, I've, I've, I've never seen him live. He's he's one of the people that's, that's on my list to, to yeah. see live. I, I have. But, like... Um, yeah, all right, don't shut off, mate. No, one of my favorite Billy Bragg songs is it was the track he did with um, with Johnny Marr, it's called The Boy Done Good. Yeah, I, I think, know. I know. yeah, I don't even think it's on an album, it might be on like a, I think it was an EP or something, but like. I think that was one of the first ones I ever heard as well. I remember doing that. I think it was on TFI Friday or Jules Holland or something. I, I just, I just completely fell head over heels the, in love. With like, does it go the boy down good, the girl down better? Yeah, the seasons turned. We're yeah. still together. The sky's still yeah. blue. Tomorrow's another day. Oh God, you just, uh, like, just stuck something in my brain there. Yeah. yeah, man. It's it. Yeah, yeah. It's it. It taught me how how to write in that kind of. Not that I'm comparing myself to Billy Bragg. Fucking hell, chill out, Gaz. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, he, he taught me 
that it was cool to kind of like write those songs like burying your soul. Yeah. Also do it on like a like a loud gnarly fucking guitar. You know, yeah. it didn't matter that you didn't have a band. You didn't need a band behind you. Nah. You didn't need it. Nah. You know. Nah. And yeah, it's, it's just something so kind of pure and wonderful about him. And he's a big Skiffle fan as well. So, you know, as if yeah, I, I, my eyes, so. I tried to read that book about, um, I guess it's Anglo, I forget what it is. It's all about the, I think it's all about uh, like the history of Britain, I think. I forget what one is, but that was it was hard. There's a lot of a lot of yeah. dates and a lot of history, man. There weren't many pictures. I give up. <laughs> yeah, well, the pictures got, rubbish. Yeah, I I just go on YouTube or like an audio book. Like, oh yeah, probably could audio book it now. It might be interesting. Yeah, yeah, more than that. Um, especially if he's reading it. Yeah, yeah, but um, no, man, it's yeah. That, that, this is just the 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 through cool circumstances was my introduction to Billy Bag and it was just yeah and just like I, um, just, yeah and like it's lovely thinking about it and discovering and rediscovering him um or this song anyway just just yeah it's great it's and I said it's great at the end of all of these songs but they are so they are they are great that's what I'm calling that's what I'm going to call your playlist mate I think it's great that's great <laughs> yeah it's great no it's just it, they, they, they were they were a cool cool days like music college which was you know i don't know how to really learn but um well, didn't matter. but uh it wasn't no, about learning no it wasn't about getting the portland arms and exactly. watching rtc and yeah blah 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 um but um but yeah like so you'd have to discover these things and like hmv like you used to not go in there and just be like i think i've got like a billy bragg DVD somewhere of him playing in like the Republic of bumfuck nowhere like oh god knows don't, don't, probably don't even exist now and he's just doing his thing and he's he's real you know he's real into it and he's political and he's telling these people that he's you know that they're not alone and stuff and he's he's on his Jack Jones sort of thing you know it's it's just he's cool he's he's a good guy man he's a good guy. I don't think there'll ever be a day where he doesn't inspire me in some sort of way you know mm. don't get me wrong i'm super lazy i ain't going to the republic of anywhere to do anything but um... no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah but that's what he, yeah, he does it so we don't have to he's done it yeah, yeah. <laughs> before we go on to your last track mate i uh, obviously just want to quickly say that we can't play any any of the songs um during the podcast because um well let's be honest you know they're just going to mute me and you won't be able to hear shit so yeah, you just stuck with us, you know, in glorious stereo with, with two very <laughs> deep what, what voices could, going down. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what you could do, you could leave a little, leave a little gap, but you know, leave a little 30 seconds of silence, and then I could just do the karaoke versions. I like <laughs> yeah. that. I like that. We'll record them afterwards, and I can just stick yeah, yeah, them in yeah. at random point, random points. There'll just be you going. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's better when you do it though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what um, I'll stick with your tunes on the Spotify playlist, mate, um, and people can have a listen along and uh, yeah, have as much yeah. time listening to it as we've, we've had chatting about it, mate. So uh, without further ado, bring it on home, my friends. What's the final track you want to talk about? Cool. 
So this is a band called Apologies I Have None. The album's yeah. London. And the track 60 Miles. And I believe it, well, I know because I'm reading it. It's 2012. That was when it was released. On Household Network. Don't pretend you ain't got the fucking Wikipedia page out right now, right next to me. No, I haven't. I haven't. I I copied and pasted it earlier, actually. Oh, yeah. So what's the name? Where can they? Yeah. So I didn't read, for whatever reason, I don't even know, but at the time I wasn't really listening to punk as much. Uh, I probably can't even tell you what I was listening to. Probably shit like The Rakes or someone like that. But I wasn't... Yeah, well, they did a couple of, couple, not not the anyway, forget it. Um, but uh, so, so, and then to London, and I just so happened to move to Clapton, yeah. where all of their song, where loads of these songs on this album are about. And I, I through Russo, I, I connected with these guys. Apologies, I have none. And if the the, the beginning of this, oh well. Firstly, I've, luckily, um, I, we got to work with Joe, the drummer, um, on the I Holy Ghost uh, recordings, and he's a sound bloke and he's brilliant, and they came out great, and it was just wicked to do it. I don't think they recorded it where we were recording it, but it was just cool, he was cool, and I've met Dan Bond a couple of times, and I've met the other guys from the Rooster a couple of times. But, and I've told them this, but I think this this record is in the top 10 UK punk records ever. I think it's that good. And this beginning is, it's in what you asked me earlier, you said, what makes the perfect, this is what it is. Opening riff, that's the karaoke. And then it just cuts in and there's every part of this is so good. And the whole, throughout the whole album, lyrically, for me, at the age I was at, and still to this day, it, it's like, it's like he's, it's, it's, it's like when you read a good author, they're, they're saying things that you wish you can't, you can't comprehend, you can't put into words. And although it, he's not doing some like mad, Led Zeppelin wizardry kind of you know cryptic stuff. It's just it's Billy Bragg-ish, Billy Bragg-ish, and it's honest and it's just like how I was feeling and what I was thinking and it was you know it's just the, the anger in it and it's just it's brilliant man and this and everything about it, you know, Joe's drums on it is sick. Oh, guitar parts. It's very bouncing souls. The whole record and they're one of my favourite bands and. It's just, it's just everything. It's the anger. It's, it's just brilliant. It's, it's, it's the perfect, it's perfect melody to punk, to sing along, to breakdowns. It's got it all. And look, the little metal lick at the beginning. Well, metalish, like uh, might offend some people with that. But um, it's, it's just great. Like it was cool because we had when I was doing a, uh, the Wasting Time podcast a little while ago. Um, a couple of years ago, we had Dan on. We were talking about how they recorded it. It was wicked. To, like they did it. I think they did it in a week or two, and it was just like they were up against it. Like and yeah, it's just it. It's great. And, and I'm a really. I'm quite, although uh, the Small Faces track I chose was an instrumental. I'm really about lyrics. Like as a as a listener, like the lyrics are 
like if I don't believe you and I, like I don't believe the singer, I don't believe the band, like no, forget it. But like this, it's just it just really hits. It really hit home, and it's just. Uh, don't know, it's, it's, it's still the whole album's brilliant. There's maybe like one or two not throwaway tracks, but like you know, just the, but the the whole, the whole is brilliant. And this is is just I can remember where I was as soon as it clicks in. You know, it's it's cracking. It's really I ain't gonna say it's great because it's better. It's than cracking. Great. <laughs> Shit off. It's cracking. Crack. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, like. They're, they're putting live, like, yeah, different, like different lineup now. But like, I think they played Reading and Leeds as well, like off of the back of this. Like, they're just, yeah, it's it's up there for me, man. It really is. I remember Mike Davis used to rinse them. He used to play them a lot back in the day. On the old, remember the old punk show, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, are they are they are they still going in one form of it? Well, I know um, Jugs put them on uh, uh, some all day thing down in South London. Oh, the till the wheels one he did recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't go because nah, if, if you're in South London, like forget it. Like it's, it's you might as well be in France. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. Um, yeah, but I, I well from what I, the videos are Instagram and whatnot, I saw it was it was it was uh, it was it was going off. But um, yeah, I don't think they're a band really still. But um, yeah, man, it's just I just I love the whole record and this song is just, it's, it's such a great start, man. It was a perfect melding of yeah, like I said, but you know, Bands of Souls, man, that's a really good shout. But like, obviously, there's a lot of against me in there. Um, yeah. But like, just just a wonderful kind of British spin on it. Mm. And we seem to do that so well, um, you know, in like the UK punk scene. We'll take those, obviously, obviously, our, you know, American influences and stuff, and we'll we'll put a brilliant British slant on it, like like the way Milloy did with like, you know, they were like, yeah. if, if hot water music came from Wakefield, they would sound like Milloy, you know. Do you know exactly. What I mean? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great, you know. Like I don't know if like if Buffalo Tom came from Wales, they sound like Bedford Falls. Do you know what I mean? And all these sort of yeah. things, and, you know. It, and we 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 do that so well in this country, and it's I feel you know very sort of kind of fortunate with like the amount of bands like that that I've seen at sort of venue here, but especially the Portlands. You know, yeah, over the years and stuff, and I thought you know, and it's kind of been the soundtrack of many amazing not only nights but like lasting friendships. And I wouldn't have met half of the people that I know if it hadn't been for you know, Vanilla Pod or whoever, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah, no, yeah, is there's there's something about especially this this record man there's there's a couple of there's a couple of lines throughout different songs and stuff and um i'd go as far to say it like made me like rethink like things that i was doing <laughs> like how i was how how i was, how I was behaving because i, was, I wasn't I just i don't want to go into details really but just just literally just like the guy's like he's like it's like a friend saying don't be a dick 
Like, <laughs> it's literally, there's a couple of bits in it. Not the uh, bit where he talks about stabbing someone. Not that. <laughs> not, definitely not that. No, no, no. no. But, um, but just a couple of bits. It, it's literally like, uh, it is almost like a close friend saying, stop being a dick, like, angrily in a song. Which I don't, I don't, I don't know. It maybe it was just a combination of a lot of things in the time and place. But it's just a great, just a re, for me, it really, it just ring, rings home. Maybe where I was and the connection and everything. But yeah, it's uh, definitely up there for me, man. And it's just everything's great about it. Like just it's the the the, the from what from knowing that it was only done in a week or two to how actually good it is. So don't get me wrong. There's not like there's not loads of, there's no strings or anything. I don't think there's even no. like keys on it or anything, but no, no. it doesn't really need it. Yeah, it's, doesn't need it, man. it's just raw four on the floor, fucking gnarly, yeah. life-affirming, fist-in-the-air punk rock. Yeah, and uh, I know since this record, well, Dan, I think more or less after they did the whole tour circuit, I think Dan left. Um and then they've all gone. They've all got a bit guitar peddly and a bit darker, maybe uh, the the other records that came out afterwards. And they didn't really ring as true to me. Um, don't know if that's the right phrasing, but um, they didn't. Yeah, it wasn't the same. Um, but yeah, but this this record and sixty miles, man. It's just it just kicks in. Yeah. Last <laughs> bit of karaoke finish, mate. Dude, thank you so much. That's been great. Uh, you're very welcome, man. Thank you for inviting me. It was a it was a really cool thing to go back and do um, and think about. And I probably rediscovered probably yeah rediscovered a bit of a love for music again, which had sort of left a little for a little while. So um, no, it's, it's it's been brilliant, man. Thanks so much for having me. And Frank, well done for doing this. It's a great platform for people and it's just, uh, it's really cool to listen to everyone else's stories and you should do your own because you need to. There we go. Thank you so much, Darren, mate, for your time, your stories and your song choices. Absolutely lovely stuff. What a great catch up. I miss you, I miss you man. Um, hopefully we can actually see each other in real life soon. That'd be amazing. And uh, if you're in the, uh, if you live in the, uh, East London area and uh, need some painting and decorating done go and give Darren a message by searching for DMS Painting on Instagram seriously he's the best there is what a lad what an absolute fucking legend and uh, yeah I'll put a link to the Oh, oh, oh Holy Ghost uh, EP in the show notes as well down there somewhere and uh, if you like your menzingers and you know earnest kind of blue collar indie punk and get it in your ears it's fantastic and uh, as ever if you like what you heard give us a 5k review on uh, iTunes or Spotify it all helps with the algorithms and uh, yeah getting the name out there some more so uh, yeah with that I'm out of here I'll see you back here in a couple of weeks yeah peace top 5 side ones track one you've been listening to the track one side one podcast with me your host Gaz Jones Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter by searching for Track One Side One Podcast to keep fully up to date with all future guests. And there will also be Spotify playlists linked to each episode. So please check all that out and I'll see you soon.